When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Steve Politi from NJA Advanced Media, joined as always by Keith Sargent and James Cratch for the yet-to-be-renamed Rutgers podcast. And, you know, this is not going to be the happiest episode. <laughs> I'm sure fans fans who are tuning in now understand that. Rutgers went to Kansas, uh, returned as dust in the wind. That's a bad reference. That's really getting us off on the right foot here, I would say. Uh, and we're now we're just picking up the pieces, essentially. You know, this this was... I think a lot of us thought that Rutgers could lose this game. Uh, all of us picked them to win, but thought they could lose. I don't think any of us imagined uh, it would be a score like that and just a complete, complete obliteration. Um, I'm coming back from another complete obliteration in Dallas. I wasn't at the press conference today, but you guys were. I mean, g- give me a sense. You know, how did Chris Ash handle? You know, the, the 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 not day after, but sort of like, how did he turn the page on this thing? What were you, what were your impressions of what he said today? I guess I'll start. Um, I thought his demeanor was good, obviously. I but I think it was an okay press conference. I mean, he didn't lose the press conference, but he didn't win it either. I I think it was just kind of, you know, he got through it, and I don't know if that's necessarily what fans wanted to hear right now. Right. right. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously we'll talk about the uh, Sikowski issue uh, a little bit later, but there was something that cropped up. Uh, I, I guess it was from the press conference in Kansas where, where uh, Chris was talking about, um, you know, it's just a rebuild and it's going to take four or five, maybe six years uh, to, to rebuild. He pointed to Iowa State and then bless on Austin, you know, clearly one of the team, team leaders, uh, maybe the best defensive player who – now we find out is most likely out for the year. He's going to have surgery on Friday. He tweeted out late Saturday, uh, pretty much mocking the, the, that quote and and pointed. You know, he quoted that and then LOL, which you know, for those people who who aren't uh, you know up on the on, on the on the new uh, internet uh, terminology, that means la- laughing out loud. Um, <laughs> up on the new internet. <laughs> what is this? This is, no, not, this is not 2007. I think people I know say, it, Steve, I mean, it, 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 But it's been a while since you've actually <laughs> okay. gone on the internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh, you know, I asked right off the bat whether or not he addressed with uh, Bless on Austin, and, and Chris, uh, you know, said that he had, and, and said that you know he wanted to keep it mostly in, you know in house, but. He, you know, he said that part of it was, you know, just blessed being frustrated. He wants to be out on the field, which, you know, I, I, I get, you know, we had to ask, ask the question. He answered it. And 
pretty straightforward with that. But I think James is right. I don't think he won the press conference. You know, I think he was just he was he was okay. But that brings up the I mean the bless the bless point bring comes up to the by far the most well not by far I'll say the <laughs> one of the two most commonly asked questions and we'll get to them both right now. Uh, number the num, one it is very simply has Ash lost this team? I mean, there's evidence of it in the fourth quarter. When you see these, you know, second string Kansas guys running up and down the field and, you know, you just you see the looks on the players' faces. I mean, what do you guys think? Is this is this a sign that, you know, already in week three that the head coach has kind of lost his grip on this thing? I asked uh, Ash after the game in Kansas, obviously, Steve, you were there with me. Were you OK? I think it was the first question in his press conference. Were you OK with the effort that your team put in? Mm-hmm. And he said yes. And I asked him today at the press conference, we're taping this on a Monday, after watching the film, do you still believe your team played hard to the end? Specifically, the defense in the second half when you give up 400 yards rushing. And Kansas. he said yes. <laughs> Kansas. That's the – everything – every sentence right, every yeah. sentence we say today could be Kansas. <laughs> well, well, guys, I mean, uh, you know – who who actually had a uh, you know worst trip to Kansas? The wicked uh, uh, witch of, of the east, you know the the the, the witch actually had the hounds fall on her. No, but you know, door, oh, wait, door the, I would say the witch. Or would at least the witch, it was over quickly, right? The house falls on you, you're dead, right? That's it. Dead. You know, I mean, there's not three and a half hours in the burning. Sun. Like I felt, I was thinking about this. You know, can you see Rutgers fans on the, on the plane and they're on the way out? They're just cheery. They're happy people. They're going to the game. They're going to see their friends. They're going to, you know, see a new campus. They're going to eat a nice dinner. They're excited. And then something, you get to this game and the stadium's half, you know, half empty and it's 85 degrees and the, the sun is baking down upon you and the team comes out and the game, it's like, oh, Kansas, clearly it's going to punch you in the face from, from the very first minute. I mean, I just thought to myself, like, people spend thousands of dollars to make this trip. I can only imagine. And then you see them on the way back, and it just looks like, you know, they're just, I mean, just completely drained of any life from their bodies is from this stuff. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would go with the witch. I think the witch had a better trip. <laughs> Went no. a lot quicker. <laughs> uh, to get back to your point, though, <laughs> I think it's something that Ash has to be concerned of. Because here's the thing. So, and granted, I was not around for the first two years of his tenure. You guys were. You know, he takes over a complete disaster, and obviously they had to rebuild. So that 2016 senior class, like, it almost is like you just – it's unfortunate end of your career, but you guys went to a bowl game two years ago. You know, this is – something's got to change here. And I presume last year's class, you know, they, they obviously won three Big Ten games. They It was sort of like, okay, like – They've turned the corner, but I can understand a frustration for this year's senior class. A lot of them who are three, four-year starters in that you basically had your coach say, well, the rebuild's still on, and this season, you know, you know, today he came back and said the, the goals they set, you know, the bowl game and everything are still out there, but I can understand frustration when it's like, well, I, I, I've been part of this for three years now, and now we're saying that we're not even going to really count this season. We're looking forward to the next season already. So I definitely think it's something you have to be concerned about. But at the same time, I think it's really difficult, you know, especially in college sports when we don't really talk uh, to these players at all outside of a controlled setting. We don't see a lot of practice to kind of come out and make a blanket statement like, oh, this team has quit on the coach or this team has done that. Uh, I Look, I'll, I'll take Ash's word for it that he believes that the effort was there. I 
you looked at that film, I mean, there were some plays where Kansas, no one touched their running back as they busted a huge run. Right. You know, it's one thing to have bad tackling. That's just a physical mistake. Other times it just seemed like it was just, okay, like, go. Here's the end zone. Run to it. So I think we're going to learn more of that in the weeks to come, starting with Buffalo on Saturday. But it, look, it, Rutgers fans have every reason to be alarmed with what happened at Kansas. Right, right. So now the questions, I mean, we'll get, talk about Buffalo. Uh, not <laughs> can your four point four and a half point underdog to Buffalo at home, bad sign. It's six? It's, six? It, it's moved to six. God, are you news. kidding? Really? It was six and a half at one point. Oh, today. my gosh. Yeah, that's what I, on the plane and moved to six. That's incredible. Um is Art? I mean, Art is the guy. Art isn't the guy. I mean, I, I mean, I, I can really, I honestly see this both ways. You've got a true freshman quarterback. You knew there was going to be growing pains. You're investing in him. You know, he. But, but, but the other side of it is that he really did look like a deer lost in the headlights. Pardon the cliche. Uh, you know, just telegraphing his throws. Another two pick six. Where they're they're last in the nation in turnover margin. And you've got lead, seniors on that team who, rightfully so, would look around and say. Hey, this is not our best option. So, I mean, what does Chris do, and what did he say, and why was there some confusion about this? Yeah, I mean, I would say that first off, I think you have to uh, stick with him. I mean, I think James had had a good point when you know he, he wrote the reasons why you, you have to continue uh, to go with him. I think you know, <laughs> yo-yoing the quarterback, we've seen it way too often. And I just don't think it's going to work. Uh, Geo, it's not like he lit the world on fire against Kansas. Uh, you know, I get the the sentiment that if you if you manage the game like you did against Illinois, like they did against Purdue, like they did against Maryland a year ago, maybe you know you have a different outcome. But it goes way beyond uh, you know quarterback play. I think it also has has to do with you know the lack of playmakers. I think the running game was alarming. You know, James probably uh, broke it down a little bit better than I did as far as the offensive line protection. I didn't think it was great, but, yeah, I didn't think it was terrible either. But, uh, look, I think, you know, a lot of it is on Stokowski, but I don't think he's the, the entire culprit. I think you lose a lot by by by, by pulling him. And, I, you know, I, I think if he was the best guy, um, you know, to start the season coming out of training camp, and that's the clearly uh, – if you're going to go hindsight, uh, you know, to, to go back to – you know the training camp decision. Maybe you you would they would have been uh, better served to, to start Gio from from the beginning. Uh, let uh, Art get some experience in the first couple of games. But now that they had him start, now that they've had him play the bulk of the games, I don't think you can go back. I mean, this is what I like. What are they accomplishing if they go to Gio right now? Chances are this team's not going to a bowl game. I well, mean, we got a bowl game. The bleeding, though, stop the bleeding. Have competent okay, performance. So, I don't know. Okay, so I guess I guess here's my question: What do you think is better, uh, a five a, a five and seven finish where they completely scrap this entire vision for an offense John McDulty has sold, and they just I mean, first off, this defense has been bad. So I don't think we can sit here and say, oh, well, they're going to be able to win 14-12 again, just like last year if they do that. Because they, get, they just gave up 400 yards rushing to Kansas. Right. So I don't think we can go that. But I just look at it as you're better off having a losing record and having Art show progress, you hope, throughout the year and get those get that experience under his belt than playing Geo, maybe winning one or two more games, but still at the end of the year not going to a bowl game. And now it's we have developed – we haven't really developed Art. Because the last time we saw Art, he was shell-shocked at Kansas. We haven't developed Jonathan Lewis because every indication is that they don't plan on putting him on the field. We redshirted Jalen Chapman, 
And now Gio's gone. And he we were running an offense with the other 10 guys that we're not going to run going forward. So I just don't see what you're gaining. Like, yes, if you want to sit here and say, in hindsight, maybe they should have started Gio to begin the year, that's fine. This is not about what's right three weeks ago. This is what's up right now. And I think right now the only decision they have is to stick with Art, love him up, try to get him better, try to put him in wow. a better position to succeed. I mean, does he sound like Chris uh, Poe? Does he sound like Chris Ash there? Or love? Did he just say love him he up? He said love him up. Love him up. Oh Why well, I, I referenced that because Ash said wait, that. There you go. Wait, that, wait, that, wait, that, maybe wait. it's the name of the podcast. The Love Him Up, a Rutgers the podcast. Is this a four or five or six year uh, rebuilding process, uh, according to Cross? <laughs> The six, the six year rebuild. There's the wow. name of the podcast. Uh, you know, I love, I know you're, you're totally right what you're saying, Cratch. The frustration though for a fan, for anyone following this program, it's year three, year three, and we're still talking, we, you know, t- still talking about A, not having an offensive identity and B, not having a quarterback. It's just, it's incredible. It really is. And the reason why we're talking about it is my opinion is I, I thought the one, like, I didn't think Ash handled that well during the press conference. There are three things you can say. You either bang the table and say, we're sticking with Art. He's the future. He had a rough day. We knew there were going to be rough days. He's going to get better. Then you either say, look, we love Art. He's not ready. We're going with Gio indefinitely. Or you say, we're still talking about it as a coaching staff. I'm going to tell you guys Tuesday right, before right. practice. Don't do this. You know, because I asked him, are you committing to Art? And he said, we're evaluating everything. So I said, all right, so I, I'm clarifying. You have not decided who's starting. And he said, I'm, you know, he like kind of joked, like, no, to clarify, like we're evaluating. And then he got someone asked, okay, so what's going to go to your decision? And then he said, well, no, Arts is still the starter, but he's not necessarily going to start. And it was just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, just answer. Like, if you haven't decided, say that. If you're going to start Geo, say that. If you're going to start Art, say that. Because here's the thing: if you're going to start Art, it's not fair to drag this thing out because. The fan base is lighting the kid up. Like yep. it's just like you're you're creating more doubt and you're kind of putting more chum in the water for people who already are saying this guy's not ready, of he's course. gotta go. He if is one overthrown art, pass from getting booed off that boot off that exactly. field on, on, on Saturday. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just feel like you if you're gonna stick with our and like I <laughs> think at the end of the day they're going to just come out and say it and have some conviction and own it. Because that's the only way this is going to, you know, I think, progress. I think you're right. They are very close to having one three and out, and the Boo Birds come out, and it's just Art joins the long line of Rutgers quarterbacks who have been booed off the field. All right, let's go to true or false. Let's go. <laughs> and we've got some we've got some good, good true or falses this week. <laughs> I'm going right, to go right at you from the start because these are the questions that you're hearing from a lot of fans. So, number one, true or false, if this team goes 1-11, Chris Ash gets fired. Sarge. False. Cratch. False. True or false? Greg Shiano would come back. False. True. False. That's split down. We'll talk about that. True or false? 20,000 is the attendance uh, uh, over underline for Buffalo. True. Slightly true. Slightly true. Might be a little less. Uh, true or false? The Bless Austin tweet shows a big fracture in that locker room. Hmm. False. False. True or false? Kyle Flood is still more to blame than Chris Ash for this mess. True. False. 
Wow. Oh, false from Kratz. We're, we're going to revisit that. All right. True, 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 true or false. This team, the leadership on this team is still strong enough to steal a, a victory in the Big Ten. True. true. And it helps that the Big Ten is a, is a hellacious mess, as we can also talk about. All right. So let's go right to these here. Now, now the, the, uh, I get this all the time and, and people badgering me on Twitter for the contract details, I mean, they are, you know, it's just like they're obsessed with the idea that there's a way out of this already three games into the second, the third season of Chris Ash. Uh, it's an ironclad contract. I mean, you know, yeah. Sarge, you're our contract guy. What's, what is, <laughs> is there anything that could happen? Anything unless, that could happen? Unless, that would there, the there, unless there was an act of moral turpitude is, is the way it's spelled out in, in the language, you know, NSA violation or something like you know, that he's found guilty of. Um, you can't fire him for cause, so you're not backing out of that. Even Maryland is, is is struggling to fire DJ Durkin, and you know it looks like there's plenty of cause with DJ Durkin. I mean, it's really hard to fire a, you know a coach because yeah, yep. Kyle Flood they couldn't fire him for cause. They couldn't fire Mike Rice for cause. I mean, it's really hard. So forget about that. You know they're going to owe him nine point eight ten million dollars. They're going to owe the rest of the coaching staff two three million dollars, and you're going to have to pay another coach. Okay, that's the I covered this that's the other side enough. of it. Steve, I've covered this long enough. 2013, Julie Herman did everything that she could. She's literally passing the hat in the Audi club in 2013 for the <laughs> South Florida game to try to fire Kyle. And Barchi, uh, you know, at, at a board of governors meeting, I've heard this from numerous sources who said, you could fire him, but you're going to have to raise the money for it. Make it, you know, we're not, we're not uh, paying for this. And she couldn't raise the money. Um, t- 2015, after they fire all the, you know, all the, all the coaches and they fire Flood and they fire Julie, uh, Barchi, you know, said on, went on record, said that, you know, they're, they're you know, they're going to, it's going to be a mixture of private donations and uh, no, there was no private dollars for any of those buyouts. It was all, all funded by, by, by the university. So just the idea that they're going to be able to pay 14, $15 million, it's just not going to happen. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll just say this also. I don't know if he should be fired, at, you know, no matter what. I even one in eleven. That's a great point, sir. Because we right. go back to the, uh, you know, what what he inherited. I mean, uh, they're still on NCAA yeah. probation. the The anniversary is September eighteenth. That's a one year mark. You know, they have another right. year of NCAA probation as a result of what he inherited. Okay, I, I, I'm not saying that Chris has done a great job. Again, we go back to the contract. Rutgers was obligated to pay it. Anyone who came, anyone who was interviewing during that chaotic time was going to demand some sort of, well, if you go on NCAA probation, which everyone knew at the time in December 2015, that they were going, that the NCAA was investigated. They were investigating in 2015, December 2015. Every, any coach, any agent negotiating for, 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 for the next Rutgers coach would have put that stipulation in, and they did. And Chris Ash got it, and Rutgers was obligated to, uh, to extend him after last year, a last year in which they won, surprisingly enough, three Big Ten games. So you add all that, they're not going to be able to pay it. I, I just don't see it. Right, and that's the other thing you mentioned this, it's whether they should do it. I mean, Rutgers is not Auburn. Rutgers is not Southern Cal. They've got to get this out of their head. This is not a place where – you know, they can fly off the handle and make a change on a bad season, right? And I get, and I get it that there's not the one bad season, but you, you know what I'm saying? This is not, this is yeah. not a place that, that 
that can act like this. You're still, be, you're still an institution that invests in people and, and has to do things in a, in a certain way. It's just, you know, you're just not Alabama. So, and, I mean, that's, and to that be, comes back to that. And to get back to the Shiana thing, because you asked, you know, would, would Shiana come back? I know, yeah. you know, people who, who are in his inner circle. Uh, does it mean, you know, uh, you know, is it, you know, fact? I don't know. Greg has never really come out and said it, but people who are close to him said, you know, do not believe he would work. He knows too much about President Barchi. He knows too much about I, – I don't think he and, and Pat Haas would necessarily be a good fit. Most coaches, when they come in, take over – like, they need to have some sort of, you know, chemistry with the AD. I, I think both of those guys are strong personalities. I don't know if that would uh, uh, mesh well. Uh, Pat Hobbs, you know, never didn't want anything to do with hiring Graciano when he was out there back in December 2015. He did not want to, he made it right. clear he did not want to hire Graciano. What, 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 what is going to change in two months, you know, time? Nothing's going to change. So, you know, the idea of Graciano coming back, far fetched. Um, and, you know, if you're going to get, ri- uh, get rid of Chris Ash after you're essentially talking about another four year re- rebuild, whoever comes in. Right. Uh, yeah, are they hiring? Give, give me the coach, you know, with the exception of Siano, who I think could come in and he knows, you know, they're, uh, we, we've established that they're not going to hire him. Give me the coach. I mean, Al Golden, um, you know, it I just doesn't make, you know, you're probably going to hire another glorified assistant, you know, the hot named assistant. You're going to go down that road again. It's just, it, I, I just don't see it. Right. All right. So I agree with you guys. I don't think Chris is going to get fired. I, I, First off, I don't know if I don't think he deserves to be fired because again, it's year three. Uh, while I I said that I, I said I said it's more him because look, it's his third year, like it's his program now. At some point, you you have to stop blaming Kyle Flood for everything. And while there are still remnants of, of what Kyle did, and I wasn't there for it, but I've read everything you guys wrote, and it seems like it was a doozy. At some point, you just you have to take own responsibility. Now, right, I will right. say this, Steve, you're absolutely right. This is not. Auburn, it's not Alabama, it's not LSU. The only way I think Rutgers makes a change is if they are going to they identify a surefire slam dunk hire who will take the job and make a salary equivalent to what Ash makes. Because at that point, you're not asking for money to you're not asking to come up with all the money to buy him out and then all the money to go chase something better. You're just asking to come up with the money to buy someone out. And I think that's obviously much, you know, we're talking about like 15 million as opposed to 30, 40 million. Right. Yep. And to the your reason- point, it's to your point about the flood thing, which I think is just, is, which is going to drive that one home. You know, Kyle, at least Kyle Flood, there, there are guys who are like, oh, that's one of Kyle Flood's players, right? Yeah. Chris Ash, where are your, where are your, where are the guys I can look around and go, hey, you know, they're, they're like, 10, 15, yeah. 20 solid building blocks on this team. You just, I get it. You have to develop young players, but my God, Kansas had, Kansas had better talent. Yeah. Kansas had better, no. better speed, better athleticism, stronger. It's just, I mean, it's glaring the, the, when you see lack- Buffalo is going to have that next week. It's just, where are your players, Chris? The lack of playmakers uh, is jarring. We talk about it a yeah. lot. And that's the one area where you, you absolutely can criticize or fault Chris because he has not brought in, uh, you know, at, at a school that has produced, you know, Kenny Britt and Leonte Carew, Muhammad Sanu, you know, uh, Sanu, all these like, like just really good. Mark Harrison, like, guy, guy, you know, Brandon Coleman. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Like, this is not a school that has struggled to come up with wide receivers, and now they they just don't have any playmakers. With the exception of Raheem Blackshear, Blackshear is a good player, 
that great. Uh, and you know, yeah. to, to expect him to be your Puka, your one go to guy. Puka. Holy cow! <laughs> Look at the, the comparison. All right, Buffalo. No, just, me, oh no, I got the one thing I want to say was Chiano thing. You know, Keith said, you know, what has changed? This is what I. This is why I said true. This is what's changed since 2015. If you play this out, Greg went through the whole debacle with Tennessee, and who knows, you know, what his head coaching future is. And if you're Pat Hobbs and you have to make a change, you you don't get to hire three coaches, football coaches in AD. You only get to hire two. So the way I look at it is if there was a change made, how is anyone going to lose? No matter what the personality conflicts or the you know the, the hangups would be, if Greg Schiano comes to Rutgers, I mean he returns to his kingdom. Yeah. And you're Pat Hobbs. You're a made man because you managed to bring Greg home. I guess, but that, that I mean, that's what I'm saying. Came. It just seems Again, to me like if we got to that point, <laughs> that's, that's not the same kingdom. Yeah. I mean, and, and I don't think Greg wants to do that again. I really don't. I mean, he, he's, he's got all the money, you know, that he needs from life. I think he wants a situation where he can, where he can win. You know, I don't think he wants to come and play that again, but, uh, and that's, uh, obviously we're a long ways from anything like that, but yes. all right. Let's talk about this week's game because I think, Cratch, you had uh, a good breakdown of Buffalo today. And, and if you're just a casual fan, they saw that on the schedule and you're like, oh, Buffalo, okay, that's a win. Yeah. It's not. And no. just get, go, go through it because I was really, when I was reading your thing, I mean, the quarterback, the receiver, tell us a little bit about this team in a, in a minute. Yeah. So basically, Buffalo, uh, Anthony Johnson's like an all American wide receiver. Tyree Jackson, their quarterback, I had a scout tell me this guy is sensational. Like, this guy is an NFL player. Their offensive line is great. They haven't given up a sack all year. Their running game, you know, is, isn't great, but it's sufficient because they have a great passing attack. The defense forces turnovers that, you know, they have a coach who won six national titles in eight years at his D3 school, and he was in the national final in the seventh year. I mean, they have a lot of talent. They went six and six last year. They got, they didn't, they got snubbed out of a bowl bid. So they've got that chip on their shoulder. They beat up Temple, which is beat up Maryland. They beat up Eastern Michigan this past week. This is a very good football team. The team that probably might, they, if they were in the Big Ten, they might end up being like a six and six team still. Oh boy. They might win the Mac. So like being a six point favorite in Las Vegas is a little bit crazy, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they're going to win this game by at least a touchdown. Oh boy. Sars, do you think Rutgers has a shot in this one? Can can they win? Will they win? I, I mean, do they have a shot? Of course. I mean, you know, I just right. you look it's at... still Buffalo. You know, I mean, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think Tom McNulty, what he said during his press conference was, was, was true. I mean, you cannot have Art Stokowski have, have um, you know, throw the ball away the, the way he has. I mean, yeah, you have to manage the game We've talked about it before. Tom Savage, 2009. Mike Teal, 2006. You know, quarterbacks who, you know, were not asked to do too much, manage the game, and that's what he has to do. I mean, you know, we saw him do it during the spring. We saw him do, do it during the summer. People are, 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 you know, ripping me over my, I had a line in, in, in my report card on Saturday in which I said that we've seen glimpses. So we have, you know, can he, yes. can he do that? He managed the game and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I agree with James. I think, you know, that, that Buffalo has a lot of talent, but, you know, it's hard for me to believe that, you know, a, a team, uh, you know, a Big Ten team that has recruited, you know, to has gotten Big Ten t- uh, level talent, according to most of the experts, is going to get blown out by Buffalo. 
All right, I want to add a new feature this week in replacing the mean tweet fan base we pissed off for a week because I, as people know, I am the positive one in this group and I have my reputation as being someone who is a ray of sunshine is unparalleled on the NJ.com team, of course. Um, so I thought we would not even like a little snide comment there. You guys are just numb. That's great. I love it. I slipped that in there without you guys even killing me. Uh, I thought we would add, we would add a, a say one nice thing. Like if you were to look at this program right now, this this season, uh, going forward, what is the one thing, one thing that fans who are standing at the edge of the building should look at and go, okay, you know, uh, maybe there's some hope there. What do you got? Can you guys give me one nice thing? Well, in a couple of weeks, they're going to play <laughs> Illinois and they have a chance to pass off being the worst power five team in the country. The baton can be handed off on October 6th. Okay, that is one. That is one nice thing. I was sure. going to say, I, I I was going back and forth in in uh, in running this five k in the you know in my hometown uh, this Saturday, and it's an eight thirty start, and yeah, I'd be done by like eight fifty five, and you know I like to get the games early. We that's been well documented. So I've been going back and forth. Do I run it? Do I you know do I not run it? Um, if I do run it, I probably won't get there till like eleven 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 thirty. Um, I was worried about dealing with traffic, but the way they're playing, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna have to worry about traffic. <laughs> One nice thing is there's no traffic. All right, I, I was gonna say. So, I was gonna say something. Was that not, not nice? Traffic. Was that not nice? I, I mean, I guess. All right, that's that's nice. Uh, I was gonna no, say something about say, the uh, schedule as well. I will say, in all seriousness, too. Um, you know, they're uh, you know a week from now, uh, they will have beer before the Indiana game. Are uh, your brew uh, fest? Your today, brew fest. Uh, today it was nice. announced Beer's that it nice. was. Today it was announced that you know it's going to be a twelve o'clock start. You know nine thirty in the morning they'll be the taps will be open, and uh, hey, five o'clock somewhere, right? There you go. I'm going to say this, and I know we're a lot a lot of people, and I I was hard on I was hard on Ash, uh, deservedly so after that game, and, and I didn't like his answer to the question afterward. You know, I, it, you cannot say that this this coaching staff is not working hard at this. Like if you were looking for one thing to say about about the, he's like a smart, dedicated guy who has poured his life into turning around. We don't have a situation where, I mean, at the end with 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 Kyle Flood, it was sort of like, is he in the building? I mean, there were, there were times when like we heard whispers that yes. you know the clear that that the guy the guy quote unquote rowing the boat, not to borrow PJ Flex line, was was not in the boat. So I, I do think that you do have. A guy who, and and the staff overall, they they are competent coaches who are trying very hard. That well, was one thing I would say. They're not succeeding, but don't well, don't put that for a lack of competence and effort. Well, the famous story was uh, Kyle Flood, you know, skipping out on on a training camp night of preparation, like a week before the opener, and going to a County Crows concert. So there 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 were a lot of stories like that of of, of Kyle Flood uh, being out by you know seven thirty eight o'clock, whereas. Chris Ash, you know, we know. I mean, he, he he's there till you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. So he's putting in the hours for sure. Right. All right. So are you ready to to uh do the pod the name the podcast segment? Can we can we can we do that one? Oh yeah, we're still doing that, huh? Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well that level of enthusiasm, Cratch, for that. I mean, I okay. Uh I but I do have I have a good theme, timely theme song for me at least for 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 sarge to get see if you can come up with this one this is this is good right, hang on it takes a minute here we go can you hear it yes 
Come on, you don't have this? Is that Dynasty? Oh, no, close, though, close. Soap from that era? Yeah. Dallas? There you go, bingo. Dallas theme. Every time I go to Dallas, I step off the airport, off the airplane, and that's in my head. I don't know why. That kind of dates myself, I guess. All right, what? How did they do last week? What do we? What do we have? I don't remember what mine was last. Oh, week. let me pull that up. Uh, Night train. Night train. Uh, Night train. Overwhelming you, favorite. Yes, only eighty-one votes. We're, we're starting to lose. <laughs> eighty-one votes. People do not care. Eventually, we're going to just be reading this out loud. Dave White suggested <laughs> we call call each other up with the podcast. That's not a bad idea. We should just do that. Are uh, you review got twenty-eight percent? Night ledger got twenty-two percent. Okay. All right. So I've got one this week, and it comes from old friend Ryan Dunleavy. Okay. He suggested oh. – <laughs> Exactly. Now, he said like, – I, I like the birthplace theme. What bothered me, and this fits well with Ryan Dunleavy, is that the birthplace banter sounded like something that would be like oh, like wives in a maternity ward. You know? <laughs> so uh, how about how about the birthplace blowhards? A little <laughs> I edgier? Like I like it. Well, yeah. I don't know. All right, throw it out there. I, I, I like the alliteration. You like you love the alliterations. I do. I do. All right. What do you got? Anything? Yeah, I think uh, we kind of hit it on a you know a timely. You know, it's rebuilding Rutgers right now, right? So why not go do it the six year rebuilding Rutgers podcast? <laughs> the six year rebuild <laughs> the Rutgers podcast. <laughs> That's going to be neck and neck. That's going to be neck and neck. I think. I was – and I saw this on Twitter, and I can't find it, so I don't know who to credit. Re-rebuilding Rutgers. Re-rebuilding Rutgers. Not bad. <laughs> That's good, too. We just keep – every year, we could just add a re in front of it until there's six re's. All right. We'll put that out to vote. See what we got here. Um, all right. I, I asked people for some for some questions. Let me, can I go through see see what we got? I, without even looking at them, so I'm going to go All right. go through them really quick. Um Here's one from Joe Wust, a fan of the podcast. I know Ash is safe, but in today's world, offense wins college football. Flood, although not a good leader, obviously <clears throat> he won the games he should have and some he shouldn't have. What about Tressels or Bryles? Ooh. I can't hire Bryles. Tressels, what is sixty? You can't hire our Bryles. Jim no. Tressel, I, I think you could hire him, but I, I don't know the game for 10 oh, years. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to. He's not going to – No, those, those, are, those are dinosaurs, uh, Joe. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, let me see here. What does Ash have to do to have a job next year? As of now, I see a one or two win season. This is from Dan Graff. I mean, I think he's just got to continue to keep the team from having a absolute meltdown. What, is there anything? Yeah, what, not, what do you think? not commit an NCAA violation. Um, again, yeah, I mean, no I moral think, I, I, yeah, no moral turpitude. I, I, I don't see how right. they're going to be able to get out of that contract. And even if they, they could, I don't see. I, I, I think three years is not enough. It's not long, a uh, long enough time to. Yeah. I think again, you're going to hire someone, and it's going to be another four year rebuild, no matter who you hire. Are you, okay? Are are you nighttime? Who who peppers me uh, every hour with questions about the contract? Wants to know: Can are you fire Ash for cause due to eight players being arrested? Nope. No, nope. there's no there, there's. Nope. I mean, all indication he did everything. He handled it the right way. He brought it was, um, you know, run up the the proper chain. It's not like he's the one who's 
ultimately making the decision on whether or not the players. I mean, he hasn't done anything wrong. He has, there's literally in in no world has he done anything to violate his contract over that. And Dave White, this one might take a while. They're making a movie about the Rutgers athletic department. Cast that movie. Wow, that's tricky. Ooh, my goodness, head, who head who coach? Plays, who plays? Yeah, who plays Chris Ash in that movie? Wow. Um, I'd have to think about it. That's a great question. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> you stumped me. Dave Josh White. Roland? Figure, yeah. Josh Rowland, really? I, Josh Rowland. I, 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 I know if it was right. Peichel, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tee it up for, for Dave White, the, the ultimate Hoops fan. I'm going to say Gene Hackman for Peichel, you know, that, that whole well, that, you yeah, know, Hoosiers. Uh, I got you know, a little Norman younger. Dale. Yeah, I got to give it. Yeah, that's. T- that's I'm, I'm just oh, saying that. You know, I can see a little Norman Dale, Pikel, you know, running a, Keith Sargent. In that I can see R- Pikel running a, 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 the uh, picket fence, you know, in a you know in a, in a crucial situation. I can, I just I, 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 I can see it. I don't have the. I don't think Rutgers would be a movie right now. But there's like a sitcom if you could like in like an office level. Like instead of the office, call it the athletic department, and like you know, like yeah, I mean that might that might work. Department. We could cast that. The department. Yeah, then it could be like about a football team. Um, I guess they did coach in the eighties, but it'd be a modern adaptation on that. That's what I'm gonna do when journalism goes out of business, folks. I've got a plan now. Anything <laughs> else to add, Cratch? We got any stories from the road here you wanna tell? We didn't really have a we didn't have a really wild raucous time out there. No, we had we had really good food, but what we did. Whew, that barbecue on uh, on Saturday night. Whew. Are we making it's- picks? Oh, we should make picks. I thought I guess we'd kinda of go over that. All right, hit me with a pick. Right, I'll start off. Uh, Buffalo 27, Rutgers 19. Okay. Close 19. <laughs> My sign for that. <laughs> Sarge. Uh, Rutgers 20, Buffalo 17. Wow. Sticking with the Scarlet Knights. I can't pick them again until I see, until I see a better performance. So I'm going to go <clears throat> something along the lines of Buffalo 22, uh, Rutgers 14 or 17, something around that range. I just don't, uh, so hey, if you're picking the six and a half, I think Rutgers is going to cover. That's a, that's, it's good, right? <laughs> that's something. Ending on a high note. <laughs> Ending on a high, as always, like I said before, as always, I bring the sunshine to this podcast. All right, good guys. Good teams win, great teams cover. And any, anyone on an over under on my 5K performance on Saturday? Over under time? <laughs> I'm gonna go like 16 minutes. Is that about right? That, no, that's like a that's my first mile. Are you kidding me? Uh, no, <laughs> Come my, on, my personal best is like tw- is like uh, 27 and a half minutes. So, am I gonna break my personal best trying to get to the game? I say yes. 27 and a half minutes for 5K, really? Yeah. What are you doing? Crawling on your hands? <laughs> wow. I say this, and I have like I can't run. A, I can't run a point 5K. So look at this. This is just trash talking of the worst kind. <laughs> So you're going to run this. What time is the 5K? 8.30 in the morning. I'll be done by 8.30. You're going to run this in 27 yeah. minutes. Uh, I'll run You're going to be done at yeah. 9. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll know, what time do you get 11. to this game? By 11. I thought you like to get to the games early. What, what, you know? I, I do. I do. It's just one of those things well, that, you know, I mean, you try I'll, to... be, I'll be there. So. Yeah. Well, Kratz well, Krat had to drag me out of bed at 8 a.m. to get me to Lawrence at 11, which was we still got there the two hours too early for that for that press box. I mean, but. That's another story entirely. Every once in a while, you have to do something for yourself. You know, rather than eat barbecue on a on a Saturday, I I, I choose to run a five k. Wow, wow, aren't you great? Here, here's your medal. <laughs> All right, guys, it's been 38 minutes. Let's sign off now. I don't think anyone's still listening. Steve Bullity, James Kratz, Keith Sargent. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.